Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Just teasing. Uh, welcome and thank you for downloading and being a part of this wonderful little program we like to call Your Tech Life. And the reason I called it Your Tech Life was because I was under pressure to quickly come up with a name. No. Um, the whole point of what I uh, set out to achieve on this um, 295-odd weeks ago um, was... I mean, we're coming up to 300. Fair income. Um, was, uh, was to help you with your tech life. So the things in your life that are technology, the things that... Um, relate to technology, uh, the things that are causing you quandaries and problems with technology, and also your purchasing decisions and and the the issues that you might have trying to make a purchasing decision. I'm here to help. If I can't help you, I'll find someone who will, but damn straight, I'll have an opinion on it. Um, I always try to anyway. Um, uh, Lots on this week. A lot of conversation about Windows 10, in fact, uh, from callers, so we'll get to those shortly. I've come across a little product that actually helps with mobile phone roaming in a very cost-effective way. So I shall investigate that with you. Um, we have a bunch of calls there. We're going to talk about 60 Minutes. We're going to talk about iTunes. We're going to talk about another mid-range, great-quality phone on the market. And I keep getting surprised by these. I genuinely think that some of these mid-range, mid-priced phones in the three to $400 mark are exceptional value. So... Uh, Fantastic um, opportunities these days for people who are in need of a smartphone. We do it all here on Your Tech Life each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au and Garmin, garmin.com.au. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies, wonderful to have their support. And we do it all as we download each week on Pocket Cast, Podcasts, Overcasts. Can't remember the other ones you've, you've mentioned but um, lots of emails. Um, uh, a lovely tweet just earlier today. In fact, g'day, Trevor. Recently found your podcast. I'm enjoying it. Going back and listening to a few older casts from ASY. A-S-Y. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but I hope I've done you some sort of um, service with the pronunciation. Uh, great to have your company here on Your Tech Life. So... I'm distracted momentarily by Facebook because I posted a photo of um, a a ribbon, you know, like a first, second, third ribbon, you get an athletics carnival, that says, I survived another meeting that should have been an email. And I posted that on Facebook to my father-in-law who prints ribbons, saying, I want a hundred of them. So I think we might be be able to make a bit of uh, cash and coin out of those. Um, I'm going to put them on everyone's desks at work. It's going to be so much fun. Now. Uh, 60 Minutes on Sunday night, I, I took the time to sit and watch it because I saw this story in the promos for a story about phone hacking or, um, you know, phone security. And it was an excellent story. Um, it was absolutely legit and it's an absolute concern. Now, I've also been a bit perplexed by some of the responses or reporting on that. People saying it's a bit of over overblown. i got to be honest... I don't think it is. I think it's a valid and genuine thing for people to know exists. Um, I think it's a valid and genuine thing for us to uh, to suggest to the government and to telcos, what are you doing about this? And here's the general principle. You can get these little devices that turn themselves into pretend mobile towers. And the concept of, you know, you're driving along the Pacific Highway in Sydney and you go from one tower to another with your carrier as you drive. And the concept here is there's another tower sitting in the middle, which is just this random criminal And your phone connects to it thinking it's the tower for one of the big carriers. And it's not. But your phone is tricked. So anything you do then, utilizing that tower, actually gets is able to be intercepted, traced, listened to, watched, whatever it might be. Uh, And that's scary. Now, are they likely to be listening to my calls? No. Are they likely to be reading my texts? No. Because the chances of them kind of hitting pay dirt on that are so low there is more chance of them hitting pay dirt on a you know 10 million email send out um, hoping that some sucker clicks on a link and enters their bank details so that's the way they're scamming us but you know think about government is government being monitored are our um 
not enemies, but are, are our you know global counterparts potentially monitoring us using this technology, and and perhaps at a more grassroots level, not thinking government, could, uh, you know, perhaps the not the most clean of big business be monitoring its competitors using this technology. Absolutely. The only way around it is to have these completely super secure phones that um, that 60 Minutes was mentioning and really being aware. So look, I don't want you to freak out. I don't think it's worth freaking out about. But I think it's a very interesting discovery. I think it's a very interesting uh, vulnerability in our mobile phone system. But in a world where we want simplicity, in a world where we want to be able to communicate rapidly. We want to be able to send photos quickly. We want to be able to store photos in the cloud. All these things will become vulnerable in some way, shape or form. And breaking news, criminals are always one step or more ahead of the police. As is evident today in New South Wales, a criminal has escaped a maximum security prison. I mean, when was the last time someone escaped a prison? It's amazing. But in terms of cybercrime, they're always ahead, and they always will be. So, number one, don't freak out. Number two, it's a great story, well worth watching, but don't freak out. Enjoy life. Don't let it bug you. Now, Apple Music. I'm just going to search for the press release that was sent to me just hours ago uh, from the good people at Apple. Um the um, there was a thing called the iTunes Festival. It's it's finished now because they've renamed it the Apple Music Festival. Apple Music Festival brings incredible live performances to fans worldwide in September. Apple today announced that Farrell Williams, One Direction, Florence and the Machine, and Disclosure, only Farrell Williams of which I've heard of, uh, are among the headliners at the 2015 Apple Music Festival at London's Roundhouse in September. Apple will broadcast the performances to fans around the world for free. It can be viewed on demand on Apple Music. Uh, Apple Music Festivals get you closer. Da, 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 da. They want you to use Apple Connect to, to engage with the artists during the event. Um, but uh, look, it's just a way of them getting a whole bunch of music. Uh, rec- they record it. They then make it available to, to buy and listen to through Apple Music. Um, it's going to be quite huge. Uh, it takes place over 10 nights from September 19 to September 28. So if you are a lover of music, it is a good opportunity to um, to hear some great music via the Apple Music app. Uh, and if you want more information, you can find that all over the interwebs, basically, because everyone's talking about it, because uh, Apple does very well to get publicity for its big events like this. Apple Music Festival, replacing the iTunes Music Festival in London. Now, we talked uh, recently about the Garmin range of four runner activity watches. Um, no runner is the same, and neither are the Garmin watches. This is ability to find the training partner that's right for you. Now, the one I want to talk to you about is the, the new Forerunner 25. Um, this is next level running. Easy to use running watch tracks, distance, pace, heart rate, personal records. Stay connected on your runs with smart notifications and you'll never miss a call or text. When you're not running, you can still record your progress with activity tracking to count your daily steps. It's just one of many in the Forerunner range. Uh, Fantastic products from Garmin. You can check them out at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. You can get in touch anytime you like. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Hey, g'day, Warren. Yes, hello, Trevor. Now, mate, you emailed me. This is an interesting one for me because you emailed me with a problem with Windows 10. Uh, and now that I've got in touch with you a couple of days later, you've actually solved that problem. Let's. Uh, but the reason I want to talk to you is because it's a problem that many other people may be having. So to just remind me, what was your original problem after you'd installed Windows 10? Well, once I installed Windows 10, everything worked beautifully. I was a little bit concerned Mm -hmm. that the actual appearance of Windows 10 in the mainframe of the window didn't quite appear to be what they said it would. And not then everything was working beautifully, except when I I was trying to get Skype working, uh, the first thing I checked, I virtually, every time I'd go to connect with Skype, it'd just cut out and wouldn't do anything. I was able to get sound. 
that wasn't a problem as far as my music and that coming in on the computer, that was coming in, that was good, but nothing for Skype. Yeah. Uh, I checked it up and had a bit of a look, but I, I didn't appear to see anything uh, on the uh, various panels. That's mm-hmm. what I prompt, uh, gave you a bit of a, sure. an email. I thought you might have had some idea. And my idea, and I've had this a couple of times, people will remember, people have had, uh, you know, DVD drives not working, uh, you know, videos not working. But And so the, the question I have for people is you've got to remember that every computer is different and you can't imagine that Microsoft's going to be able to bundle into that little software, well, big software package, That's right. every single thing for every single computer. So what did you do and how did you solve it? Well, I had a look in Skype and I found that what, you know, where you go in to do your tools, audio yeah. options, and you, and I noticed I, had, which I've always had is Realtek as my, I'm nothing fancy with my sound, uh, Realtek has been my audio, uh, yep. drivers, yep. but it was showing up as Samsung and another one, I'm not sure, I think it was Panasonic. Yeah. I'd never seen those on there before, so I thought that was strange. So then I thought, well, I'll just play around here, and so I thought, then I went in and had a look at the device manager and, uh, and, I, and I sort of played in there and got, uh, got, got back into Realtek on the bottom end when I went down the bottom on the taskbar, had a look at my sound, right clicked on that and got to, to where it said try updating your driver so I said well I will update my driver so I update the driver perfect everything flew back in there you go and what, and did, that, it, what did it do to the look of Windows it the Panasonic so, sorry? It wiped out, it wiped out all the others all as the well, others. Panasonic and Realtek. And I've only got Realtek there now. But more importantly, uh, the whole front of Windows or the main uh, desktop mm. changed. So it looks uh, as it was intended now. Start bar came back. Mm. Ah. Well, that is. Mm, and so, did you find that to be a, a pretty easy thing once you started having a look around for it or? Once I, once I was, I'm, I'm lucky, I'm fairly lucky, Trev, no, I'm not, not, not far from real savvy on these things, but uh, once I thought I'd just chase this through and ask Mr. Google and asked a couple of things, follow myself up, and once I got to that point and then I thought, oh, let's just update this driver, I've got yeah. nothing to lose. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it only meant that I would have been, been then listening for yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, that kind back, but uh, as I said, more importantly, the whole front of the drive, the start bar and everything changed. That was quite different. And you've actually got Windows 10. So how many days have you been running Windows 10 then? Well, that only, I was very slow getting it. Uh, I've only had it for about but the day I was putting it on the day I, I sent you that email, mm-hmm. and uh, and yesterday when uh, I was playing with it, that's when I got it back. So it was probably only three days, probably. And what do you think? What What's your initial impressions? Initial impression, I like it. I, th- I, I think it's definitely, I was on 8.1, I think it's definitely, I've got an Asus uh, notebook, and I think it slowed me up a bit. Oh, that's, that's good. That's my first thing. That's my first experience. It slowed you up, you say? I think it slowed it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it just, I just felt that it slowed the. Doesn't appear to work as smoothly as 8.1. Now, maybe that's me at this stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it seems to be a bit, what would the hell would you call it, staccato uh, a bit static, wow. you know, the type of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a bit of a, a bit slow to open a few of the programs. You've got to click them three or four times. How old's that computer? Uh, how old's the computer? Probably the best part of three years, Trent. Right, yeah. Well, I think all you, you've got to remember that you've got 30 days. 30 days to get yep. rid of it if you don't like it. So probably worth giving it a I good like workout. I, yeah. I don't think I'd want to take it off. Right, I okay. think I'd, I'd persevere with it. And I think no doubt they will have a few updates too that will bring it back into line a bit, wouldn't they? Exactly. Over time it will improve. Um, and this is the thing about being one of the first. You've got to come over the bugs and, yeah, and, and deal yeah. with it. Well, it's good to know. Good to know you fixed it, Warren, and good to know you're enjoying it, mate. And thank you very much for ringing, and I listen to you regularly on our TUE show of a, of a, a, a Saturday, and, and I, I enjoy your show immensely. Good on you, Warren. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you, Trevor. Bye. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are. Get in touch if you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Tony. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? 
Look, um, I heard you mention um, that you were paying, I think you said $80 with Telstra, mm. uh, Telstra Home Broadband, yep. and you were getting one um, one terabyte of, of uh, actual data. Mm. Look, that was on the radio today. I may have, I definitely get a terabyte. <laughs> I don't know exactly how much I pay because it's one of those bloody bundles. I pay about a hundred, oh, okay. hundred and something, and it's with the, you know, I get the phone line and all that other jazz in it. My point, I guess, today was that you know, uh, broadband data at home is ridiculously cheap compared to mobile data. What's your experience? Are you with Telstra? Yes, I'm with Telstra, and I'm paying eighty dollars a month, and that that includes and that that bundle includes the home phone as well, which is unlimited local and national calls. So that's probably similar to your bundle. Right. Yeah. But the yep. difference is, um, I only get well to start with, I only got one hundred gig per month, mm. and it just recently went up to two hundred. So at least oh. Telstra has done the right thing. Because that's what I was going to say. Have you have my, you have you been data. given the double? <laughs> they did a double data thing back in March, so I wondered whether you'd got that. So my I what my eighty dollars is. No, is, I, only, I only joined in April, so that's that's yeah. That's oh, you joined on, them in the April. First double data offer. Right. I, see, my my estimation on my eighty odd dollars is that with the bundle and everything, I assume a phone line is about thirty bucks and whatnot. So I'm paying a little bit over a hundred bucks, and I'm getting that. Um, terabyte. Now, off the bat, if you were to sign up to Telstra today for $115 a month, you get a terabyte, but I don't know that that includes the bundle. So, uh, I mean, I I would have thought that if you were paying $90.95 on a bundle, you should be getting at least 500 gig. Um, well, yeah, that, that's probably probably the case. It's just hmm. that uh, I, I was sure that I heard you say $80 a month, and you get one terabyte. And as soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you said that, and I heard that, it was like a red flag to a bull. Yeah, bloody oath. Well, look, <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm paying, I'm paying eighty dollars, but I'm only getting two hundred bits. <laughs> so what's going on? So and it wouldn't surprise me that Telstra would give different people different prices on their bundles. And a lot of the time, the a lot of the time, you, you're spot on. You've got to ring up and, and have yeah. that call. Now, to be clear, um, you know, I, 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 I was I was working around the edges of the conversation there with Stuart, um, uh, trying to trying to make a point about mobile data and, and home data. I definitely don't pay exactly $80. Um, I just know that when uh, oh, okay. my, my actual bill is, is over $100, but working on the bundle, taking out the phone line and everything. Um, and plus, the other thing is I pay extra for the extra speed on my cable internet. So, you know, uh, you, you should be able to get the lower speed on cable internet anyway, plus the large amount of data for um, for a reasonable amount of money, but it would be in the 80 to 90 mark without the bundle. So you probably are spot on, but I would pick up the phone. Are you on a contract with them from April? I will try to, you know, I do it with insurance companies, uh, health insurance uh, uh, companies, you know, communications companies. I do it almost on a monthly basis. Yeah. I ring them up and say, well, look, am I on the best deal possible? And if not, you know, why not? Let's, yeah. let, you know, improve my, uh, my, uh, you know, my deal. Yeah, bloody oath. Well, that's the way to go. Well, look, sorry if I gave you a heart attack thinking you weren't getting a good deal. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sort of made me think. Oh, what's going on here? I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I felt quite jealous, and and I thought, well, I've checked with you to find out um, what what you know your actual case was and what yeah. your bundle was, and then yeah. So um, uh, yeah, maybe no, I, I maybe think, in the uh, end, through the nose. Still, it, to me, it is still expensive because I think compared to the US and and the oh, UK, for sure, we are ripped off. For sure, there's no doubt. Uh, are you on a contract yeah. with Telstra now, though? Yeah, well, it, it, oh, I had no choice. It was a yeah. two-year, uh, 24-month oh, yeah, contract, mm. uh, $80. I think the normal fee is 100 but, but, you know, they said that we'll give you $20 off a month mm. to make it 80 uh, for uh, 100 gig and the phone line as well. So, But, you know, in the next few days, I'll be shopping around and ringing up the other service providers in the area, although I'm limited to only a few service providers where I am in sort of country New South Wales. Oh, bugger. And uh, NBN on the radar for you at all? Well, I'd like to think so, but 
you know, I, I'd say it's at least a couple of years off. Well, that's, the, that's the sort of general consensus I get from well, you know, me, talking to Telstra let me give you and some, other some, people in the area. I'll give you some price context. You know, the NBN, Ionet, which I, I respect as a carrier, they're pretty, pretty, pretty competitive. Their 100 meg speed NBN, so their fastest plan, um, for 250 gig a month is $90. So... It's you know okay. we're probably in the ballpark. We're probably not. I mean, there are all, there's always better deals. Internode, TPG, but you know what? I do hear a lot of horror stories. I hear a lot of horror stories about TPG and others. And I just think, as much as I'm paying probably extra, um, I'm quite happy to have Telstra there because I, at least I know I can um, I can pick up the phone and know they're going to be there. I think you're probably on par with what you're going to pay for the NBN when it comes. You can pay 105 bucks a month to get 500 gig. And it'll be $114 for me to get um, a, a terabyte, $119 to get uh, a terabyte with the fastest speed. So maybe once I yeah. discard the, the bundled line, I'm actually probably paying about the right amount for a terabyte, which is over $100 a month. It's, uh, you know, it's not cheap, and it's certainly not competitive in, to, to the American or Asian markets. No, that's right, yeah, and we we just have to sort of, you know, put up with it, I suppose, because what can we do? I mean, I don't really have much of a choice <laughs> because when I moved into this area, Telstra was my only option. Yeah. There was no phone line on, so I had to get Telstra to put a phone line on, and I think I did ask TPG, and the good thing about TPG is it's un- unlimited mm. data. Yes. But if, you know, and if there are some sort of, you've heard some bad stories, well, obviously you'd like to think that if, you, if you're with Telstra, you know, you're with the, pretty much the biggest communications in the country, <laughs> uh, communications company in the country. Uh, so, yeah, you, you are probably with, with probably, the, the, you know, the best, uh, you know, they have provided the best coverage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, they are the, the, the national communications uh, um, Well, in company. a few years, they'll be surpassed by... Um by the NBN as the retail as the as the wholesale provider and everyone is then competing for your business. So that'll be the days and maybe yeah. maybe at the end of your current contract you'll be talking NBN. You know, there was something else you mentioned on the radio. I don't know if it was today, but because mm. I listen to you, you know, as much as I can. Um, I, what this thing about YouTube and people being able to sort of download YouTube um, video clips of current um, you know songs and all they do is just strip the audio out to create an MP3. But how come nothing is said, you know, to YouTube in relation to that? Whereas Napster got really smashed, and most yeah. of those other companies that were, um, you know, downloading mm. uh, MP3s. It's a great question. How come so, YouTube get away, get away with it? So here's how it works: because they're so big and they've got so much money. No, YouTube, um, YouTube pays <laughs> the music companies for those rights. Essentially, what happens is if you upload a a video with um, a, a rights holder song in it, uh, YouTube will flag that, that video. And so any revenue that comes for that video, so all the ads and things, doesn't go to the person who uploads it, goes to the person who wrote the song. So essentially, I mean, it's a very small group of people that are downloading content off YouTube and using it as their music library. These days, Fannicom streaming music is so much easier and cheaper. But that's how real music is on YouTube and, and seemingly free because it's basically ad-supported. And do YouTube actually play the artists and yes. songwriters' yep. uh, royalties? Yes. So you'll often see, if you watch a YouTube no, no, video, some, sometimes you see underneath the video, you actually see the name of the song and, and the artist. That means that YouTube's computer has recognised the song and it's therefore ticking off any revenue associated with that, with that video over to the artist. That's why Gangnam Style from Psy has billions of views on YouTube, and he's making money out of that because every time it's played, they pay a, a, a you know an ad royalty, royalty. based on what they display. What they yep. display, it's not a lot of money. It's not like you're paying for the song. You're not paying a couple of dollars for the song every view. It's you know percentages of a cent, but it's still money. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. All, All right, right mate. Well, thanks very much for your time. Good luck, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. And I'm hoping that Telstra will one day become un, uh, unlimited data <laughs> <laughs> at a reasonable price. Uh, you, you need to go back to your fairy tale reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. See yeah, right Thanks you. Good on you. And uh, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. <laughs> If you've 
got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, get in touch, jump on the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Maxine. Good afternoon, good evening. How are you, Trevor? I'm very well. What can I do for you? Um, I've got a uh, high-definition digital TV, mm-hmm. and um, Telstra plays with the aerial, and now I can't get channels 9 or 3 SBS. When I moved into this new apartment, I could get everything clear as a bell. Mm. Now I can only get 7, ABC, and 10, and their associated channels. Um, I've retuned it. I didn't know whether I should do a complete factory reset or what. I've tried to What did Telstra do? I've done everything. What did Telstra do? They played with the internal aerial in the wall. The guy took the panel off, and then, because he said I needed cable for my internet when I knew I didn't, it was ADSL, I've now got Wi-Fi, hmm. and they played, but I'm still waiting for Telstra to get back to me, because I've said, they've got to fix it and pay for it, um, because I'm not happy, and everyone else in the block has got no problems. And yeah, so it's a block of units, do you know, this may sound too technical, but do you know if it's MATV, or have you got one direct aerial coming to your heart, in, into your unit, because a lot of places... They do what they call, they kind of redistribute the signal through the units. Um, do you know anything about that? No, I, I think okay. it's just one aerial into each unit. Now, right. I know the people in the unit next door to me, they've got an aerial above their unit. Mm-hmm. So when I spoke to the body corporate lady, she said, you should have excellent reception. I did the day I moved in. After Telstra came, three days later, nah. Mm. So they on. went into the wall for what purpose? Telstra? Sorry? Yes, Telstra. What, what purpose did they have to go into the wall? Well, they thought that I needed cable for my internet, and I said, no, I've got ADSL, and all mm. I've got now is um, I've got a splitter, which I've plugged into my phone line. I've only got mm. one phone line, because so it's mm. an old unit, um, and my Wi-Fi internet works perfectly. My phone works perfectly, yeah. but it's only the TV that they seem to have... Um, and do you have up. Foxtel at all? No, no, okay. I don't have Foxtel. Well, I, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Whatever they've done in the wall... Yeah. has upset the, the signal. Now, If see, cable, the reason I asked about Foxtel is because uh, the cable internet is delivered in the same way the Foxtel is via cables. Uh-huh. So I wonder whether they were, they were trying to run the cable you know, to your TV, and it's a similar type of cable to your antenna. Um, look, you know, what uh, they wanted to do, I think, was um, um, I, I put a cable down into my unit. I'm on the ground floor and in three levels um, for my internet. And I said, no, we got the body corporate lady, and she said, no. And I said, no, you can't do that. I can't authorise anything like that because I rent. Mm. But the thing was that um, when I finally spoke to somebody at Telstra, they agreed, yes, it was Wi-Fi, but in the meantime, obviously the reception, I don't know what the guy did. He obviously took the panel off the um, internal area and he poked around in it, so heaven knows what he's done. And, and look, being, uh, being a renter, the, the ability for you to get someone in to fix it is at your own cost. So in reality, look, there's a couple of things. You mentioned a factory reset. Mm. Yep. Look, you've done, a re- you've done an auto-tune already. To yep. be honest, a factory reset is essentially just going to do an auto-tune, but okay. still worth a try because it is a kind of complete reset. Yes. Um, there is obviously the, the, you know, the odd jiggle the cable at every end because even the most simple movement could detract from the signal. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If the full factory reset doesn't work, it is, uh, it's, it's, to, it's within the wall. It's the, the connections that are there. You either need to get an antenna man out to fix that connection and mm-hmm. uh, re-amplify the, the, the signal, essentially, uh-huh. Or Telstra do, but geez, I just think you're up for a massively long battle with Telstra um, to get that resolution. I won't be. I think I have PIN on my account with fans of pain in the neck because they've built, I've dealt with them before and I've got results. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> so. Then you need to keep pushing with that. I, you know, there, mm. there's no other symptoms. See, if you, we were talking a year ago, then there was a lot of changes made to the digital TV signal, and you know there was reasons why channels moved and all this kind of stuff. But in the end, that hasn't happened in the last, you know, a year. Mm, I've even done a search for Channel 9 and 3 and can't find it. And I've unplugged it at the back of the TV. Mm. I've put a new connection into the wall. You know, you mm. can get one in case yep. your TV's a long way away. Mm. I've done all that stuff. I've turned it off. Um, I've moved the TV around a bit. Every now and then, Channel 9 will come up maybe for half an hour and then it, the whole screen crackles, you know. Mm. But all the other stations are perfect. And look, there's, there's a reason for that. All, all the stations are transmitted in different areas in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there are often times where people just don't get 7 or just don't get SBS or whatever it might be. And those things are normally indicators to um, an antenna issue, which, you know, doesn't present itself every day. And so right. it only comes up now and then. Uh, for example, we don't get free-to-air signals for Channel 10 very well in our lounge room via 
the our little sort of set top box, but with the television it works perfectly. It's just that the television seems to have a more powerful receiver. So mm-hmm. different device, but the thing is, you've got the same TV. Nothing else has changed except for what Telstra has done. Yeah. You're going to have to um, fight them on that and get them to come back. It's essentially a, a degradation in the signal. You're probably right on the edge, right on the verge of good signal with those two networks, SBS and, the, and uh, Channel 9. Mm-hmm. So whatever's happened, even if it was that in, inside the wall or the connection box, it was unplugged and replugged in. It's simply degrading the signal, and you are on the edge of a bad signal, and now you've only got a bad signal. So That's exactly right. Yeah, that's, what I couldn't understand was when I moved in on the Friday, everything was, you know what it's like when you've moved house? Or you want to sit down with a glass of wine and watch TV, because mm. you can't do anything else. Perfect, perfect reception. Absolutely brilliant. Telstra came around, everything died. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on with Telstra. I have a case manager, and she keeps phoning me, and I just say, get on with it. Either I, you know, I get it fixed, and you pay for it. So how, had you been in the house more than a day? Um, I, when I, um, I moved in on the 24th, and on the 27th, it all fell over. Okay, so it's, it's a few days. It is still a yeah. short space of time. You know, it, look, the bottom line is someone needs to get the antenna cable checked mm-hmm. and, the, and the, uh, the amplification of the signal checked. Yep. Uh, if Telstra won't do it, then you or the owner have to. Um, so you're up for a battle there regardless, I think. Yeah, what I can do, I do have a very good electrician I know who's done wonderful things well, in the that's past. That's also an excellent option because an electrician can do the basic diagnosis. The only thing they don't have is the high-end equipment that can actually uh, give a measurement of the TV signal. But they okay. can certainly look at all the connections and make sure they're valid and maybe rewire any, any joints that are in there. Okay, I'll see what I can do, but thank you for that. Sorry that I couldn't give you more. I will win with Telstra because um, (laughs) um, I've threatened them in the past and um, I've got good results. But thank you for your help. No worries. Good luck with it, Maxine. Thank you. I'll let you know. Cheers. And uh, if you've got a problem, a question or anything about technology, jump on the phone, 1-800-157-157 or go to the website, eftm.com.au. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. Travel along the world's best techie He's the kind of guy we picked on at school And it wasn't fair, but he don't care, he's cool today Travel along with such a nerd, check him out if you need the proof Travel along Welcome. The, um, the mid-range smartphones are very impressive these days. Now, there is a really important kind of uh, threshold where they're actually not that great. Now, when I say not that great, I just mean, you know what, not for me. And I like to think that I'm not actually a super user. I'm just an everyday user of a smartphone. And by that, I mean pretty much... Just run Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. I use the camera, uh, Clash of Clans. You know, like I'm, I'm pretty much just using it like most people. I'm not running crazy, amazing apps. Let me be very clear. I do not do benchmark testing of mobile phones because I think it is a complete waste of time. Um, the fact that one phone is able to process a piece of data faster than another does not actually make it a better phone because in many cases it's incremental and not enough for anyone to notice. Motorola, Moto, now owned by Lenovo. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I received the Moto E, which is a low price, I think it's sub 200 if not just $250 phone. Um, I've used, in recent weeks, I've used the LG G4, I've used the Oppo R7, I've used the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge, um, and I've, I used the Moto E. And I couldn't use it for more than a day, because it was a bit slow, a bit sluggish. But today, I've been using the Moto G, third generation. The brand new phone, um, can't even tell you when it's being announced. September, it'll be out. Um, it's a $369 phone that is excellent. And I mean excellent. It, uh, it's, I haven't noticed a single performance issue. The battery has been excellent today. I didn't need to charge it at all, which is often what I need to do during the day. It has a couple of really amazingly cool features. So I'm holding it now. It's off. I shake it from side to side, the camera comes on. 
I just shake it, shake it again, and the camera switches around to front facing. And I can take a photo. Uh, that's cool. Uh, I can turn it off again, and then if I uh, karate chop it twice, chop chop, uh, the torch turns on. Chop chop again, torch turns off. That's very cool. It's a simple little thing that is really really cool, um, and actually useful. Right? Think about the number of times you've just turned your phone on to use the camera. You don't need to touch it now. You just need to take it out of your pocket, shake, shake, camera on. I didn't do. I didn't touch it at all. Shake, shake, camera front facing. Very cool. Honestly, a very cool feature. The version of Android in here is very clean. They they say they've enhanced Android. They've not layered it, and it's true. It looks very stock Android, and the average Joe wouldn't notice. Um, the Motorola. Uh, app that allows you to convert your data from one phone to another is excellent. I, I moved all my data, calls, texts, everything um, from the Samsung over to the Motorola in 15 minutes. Brilliant. This is a $369 phone. It's excellent. Bloody excellent. And I think we all need to start thinking about why we're spending so much money on phones when they're really good. Now, do you want, you want, you want to know the final punch? Waterproof. Now, I mean, that's actually a really good thing. And at this price point, that's amazing. So that is my view. I think this is a great phone. I will get uh, more details and a review up on the website at some point very soon. But my point is, if you are in the market for a mobile phone, call me. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you really need. Let's talk about what you really want and why you're signing up to contracts for really expensive phones. Motorola have other phones. The Moto, um, Moto X Style and the Moto X Play are very nice phones, much more powerful, much faster. But again, not quite sure whether everyone needs them. So well worth checking out. Um, I will have details on those soon at uh, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And hey, just quickly, uh, before we go back to calls and talk about that cool uh, global roaming uh, innovation, the AFL uh, had uh, their announcement today. feels like a bit of... Um, um, swinging going on of one's appendage between the AFL and the NRL um, uh, to announce their rights. And Telstra's a big part of the AFL, big, much bigger than the NRL, it seems. And Telstra announced that they were securing the uh, digital rights until 2020, I think it was. So the, the online streaming that you can do now via your mobile phone will be available for many more years, but not on the Telstra TV. So that little set-top box they're launching, you won't be able to watch live sport. You'll be able to watch replays and game highlights. There will not be live sport on that. So just in case you've heard about it and you're wondering, 100% guaranteed. Telstra TV will not have live games. Live games, Foxtel or Channel 7. That um, was just a little note of update. Very important stuff. Uh, You are listening to Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, it doesn't matter. Um, You can get in touch anytime you like. Go to the website eftm.com.au or, of course, uh, you can call 1-800-157-157 or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Let's go back to calls. Go, Brad. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, Mate, look, I just downloaded probably uh, a week and a half ago uh, Windows 10 on my PC. Uh, it looked all good. I, I did have a, a lot of issues uh, with everything looked um, very pixelated, as in, you know, when you can go into the appearance and you and you change the resolution. Yeah. It looked like the, the resolution was really poor, mm. um, and it didn't take up the full computer screen. Um, so, And I wasn't really sure what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, my wife opened it up, and it was so bad that she couldn't even read what was on the screen and the cursor, she could barely even navigate the cursor on the screen. Jeez. Um, but the good thing is, and hopefully any other listeners that are going to uh, thinking about downloading Windows 10 or I've got it, yeah. um, it, it, it does, like, it, it's done a lot of op- updates since we Right. And were they, were they automatic? Automatic, yeah. Right, because I was talking to... So was... I didn't have to go and go into anything for any drivers or... Okay. Or whatever, because I thought it must have, might have been missing some drivers or that, something. That's or exactly what I was going to say. I was talking to an earlier caller, Warren, who um, who's you know Skype issues and and the visual appearance. Just he had to go and get a, a driver for it. So I wonder whether you needed to go and actually search for it, or whether it's kind of just over time. What do you know? It's doing updates, or does it just happen? I no, I do because when I shut when I shut it down, mm. um, or when I when I turn it on, 
it comes up, it says, you know, it's 75% through doing updates. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, then, and then it says it's completed. And lo and behold, if I'd have been a bit more patient, like within two days of, of that issue, it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Not a, not a problem with it at all. My son's playing his Xbox on his laptop. We, oh, we, how we, good we, is Windows that? 10. How That's good awesome. is he that? Yeah, we just had to get a cable with the... Uh, the, the uh, micro USB or whatever it is that goes in with his controller, and yep. you only need a short one too for for the laptop. And That's right. So, so what does that there, what, what does that mean? Long, so. You're um you're on the TV watching the footy while he's uh, playing whatever he likes on the Xbox via the laptop. Yeah, absolutely. And how so old's your laptop, mate? He can go into his room and do his own thing. And um, yeah, I mate, I, I I love the Windows 10, the the look of it. Um, I'm using the Edge, and I, I heard you had a bloke. Uh, uh, I think it was last week that said he that his, his antivirus came up saying not something about the, the edge using that not yep. being so good. I had the same thing with Trend Micro. Right. But I've, I've gone along with it as well. I know, you know I'm not silly when it comes down to what sites to click on and not to, but mm. um, it's it's reasonably safe, I believe. But um, Trend Micro had the same as he his. I think he had. Uh, oh, I, can't Norton, I can't remember. So, how yeah, old's your laptop, um, Brad? How old's the laptop? Uh, the laptop's only about a year old. So it should run absolutely gorgeously. That's why you'd be having a good experience with it. But interesting, yeah, isn't it's it interesting? Up, it's got an eight gig of RAM and oh, one terabyte. Nice. And my PC is about it's about three years old. It's got eight gig of RAM and two terabytes, and it's but it's about three years old mm. with an i five or seven processor, and it's perfect very good well that's good news i mean look in the end it's a it's a reminder to, i've had a lot of people say to me should i get it and i'm like if you can put up with maybe something going wrong then go and get it but other people i think waiting isn't such a bad thing you know another month and a lot of those bugs will be gone on on a lot of machines but between now and then you, you kind of do need to have a level of patience i would suggest yeah, I, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was a bit jumping the gun on thinking, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" <laughs> but, but you know, give it a day or two, and before you start to panic, I'd say give it a week, just to you know get all those updates before you you know just, just let it try and happen automated or and look or in the end manually. If and, you roll back to whatever version you had before, then <clears throat> hey, sometime in the next few months you can get it again, download it again. That's right. The the only one issue I did have with it, no. Um, when it put Windows 10 on, is I lost all my win- all my iTunes playlists. Oh. Now I did just go. I've just done it now. I've just gone. I just went onto a, an Apple forum, and it took me about two minutes. There's just two folders Got in the back. iTunes library that you just have a bit of a do what it says on the on the net. Take about two minutes, and it just downloads all your playlists again so you don't have to go and recreate them all. There's a solution to every problem, is there not? So, yeah, that was the only issue I had was the playlist on yeah. iTunes, and that's sorted. All right, well done. Good luck, and uh, it's good to hear that you've had a good experience, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. No worries. Thank you, Trev. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Anytime you like, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, one of the most popular questions um, that I get here on the podcast, on the radio, wherever I am, is about international roaming. Uh, how do I... I'm about to travel. Uh, I don't want to get hit with bills. I, I, I worry about people being able to call me, uh, the cost of them calling me, the cost of basically roaming your phone and taking calls when you're overseas. So... Interestingly, I received a, a, a note this week about a new product called MobiRoam. There's no better way to learn about a product than to speak to the people involved. Kevin Flynn from MobiRoam is on the line. G'day, Kevin. How are you doing? Mate, really good. Um, tell me, what's the elevator pitch? What is MobiRoam? It sounds very different to anything I've seen before. Yeah, um, well, when people go travelling, as you said before, a big concern is how do I reduce my my international roaming bills. Mm. And look, there are solutions available when you travel. You can use local SIM cards, etc. Um, but the disadvantage of doing that is that you lose your phone number, you lose your identity. Yeah. So what we've come up with in Mobi Roam is when you travel, you leave your SIM card behind. And what do you leave your SIM card behind? Mobi Roam provides its customers with a small um, a hardware box. Mm-hmm. You put your SIM card in the box. 
And that box connects to your internet at home. Mm-hmm. So you're about to go to the airport, you whip out your SIM card, put it in the box, it's connected to your internet. Now on your smartphone, you download an app in your smartphone, and from that app, you can make, receive calls and SMS text, keeping your identity. You don't lose your phone number when you travel. So I don't need to tell people what my new number is going to be. I don't need to don't need to touch down and get a new SIM card and find all that out. Although you, it would work overseas, whether or not you had a local data card or whether you're on Wi-Fi, would it not? You you just you just basically need to have an internet connection. So you can get an internet connection from a Wi-Fi hotspot. Uh, or you can get a local SIM card and get a data connection in that manner. But you're right, you don't need to tell anybody what your new number is because you're still using your same uh, everyday mobile telephone number. Huh. And, and the good thing is that when you're traveling, you're using your plan, you're using your domestic plan as you would, as you would be doing at home. So you're away for two weeks, you've already paid for your plan, whether mm. it's postpaid or prepaid, mm. so you're just making advantage of it when you're traveling. <laughs> so what is the, yeah. the background to it is, it's a, it's a little box that sits at your home, and it's basically yeah. taking advantage of, you know, IP and telephony, and you're creating that That's through correct, the app, yes. and, and the app is, is communicating with your network, and therefore communicating through your network with the little box sitting at home. Exactly, exactly, and the box at home... Is, is actually what's physically making telephone calls to your mobile network. So it's just like having your SIM. It's like having your phone at home. You know, you're overseas, mm. and you're taking advantage of that particular fact. So you're right. From, from your app to your box at home, mm. that's an IP link. It's and then from your box, it's your standard uh, uh, mobile uh, yeah, connection. It sounds, for people that are familiar with the technology, it sounds like um, Slingbox is for television, that MobiRoam is for mobile phones. Sling, Slingbox allows you mm. to, to watch your home television signal wherever you are in the world just by logging into a little box via the internet, and you're doing that with a mobile phone. Is there any like delay in the phone call because you're obviously converting it to an IP conversation yeah, and those kind of things? It's just like the conversation we're having like right now. Mm. It's, it's like having a Skype call going. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's it's no no additional uh, perceivable delays. And the thing here and, is, uh, oh, I've called your mobile number. You could be anywhere. I could be anywhere in the world. I could be anywhere as long as as long as I've got an internet connection. Now I've I've tried this in the in the subways in Moscow where all the trains got a Wi-Fi connection. Ah. Um, I'm 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 calling people on the telephones. <laughs> uh, you can do it from thirty-seven thousand feet in the air. A lot of airlines now yeah. get Wi-Fi. Up at 37,000 uh, feet, and um, yeah, you can use uh, anywhere you've got an internet connection, via Wi-Fi or a, or, or a data connection. So, how does it work for the for the user? Do you pay for the box and then uh, nothing, or do you pay uh, an ongoing fee for as you use it? It's a once-off cost for the box, and then you can use it, but for no additional charges. There's no annual fees. There's no subscription fees. It's just once-off box. Once you have it, you can use it for as long as you like. Well, the good news no, is no additional no additional loading charges on top of what you would pay. Yeah. For your domestic, uh, your, your domestic calls. And well, if you if you got a local SIM card, mm. the data is really cheap. Yes, it is. Right. Mm. Well, the good news is I'm going to Berlin in two weeks. I'm going to sit mm-hmm. a Moby Room here at home with a local yeah. SIM card in it. I'm going to see how this works. I look forward to giving it a whirl. Happy, we'll be happy to happy to set you up. And essentially, you're talking here for here for people that need that telephone and SMS connectivity. Um, data is something because because when you're when you're accessing data overseas, it doesn't matter what the mm-hmm. SIM card number is. It doesn't matter whether you've got an Estonian SIM card. Exactly. Downloading Absolutely. off the internet doesn't identify you. But when you send someone a text and they go, "Who's this?" Um, now they'll exactly. know who it is because it's coming from your original Aussie phone number. Exactly. It's a great exactly. idea. So, when, where will people be able to buy the box? Okay, we sell directly to customers directly on the website. Okay, Moby Rome. MobyRome.com. Direct to customer. And is it a global product? Because uh, obviously it depends on yeah. what, what networks it connects to, but it would work uh, for you know, international customers a, for you? A, absolutely. It's a global product, so you can connect it. You can connect to any network. Now, it's your a, box doesn't have to be at home, right? It can be anywhere. 
on the internet mm. in Australia if you're traveling from Australia. So you, once, once you once you set up the box, you can keep it at home, keep it in the office, keep it wherever you like, as long as it's got a... Uh, Power and internet is all it needs. And, and am I right in saying it's an Australian-designed and manufactured box? It's um, Australian design. We manufacture in, uh, in China. Okay. So Aussie design, yeah. I mean, how much know-how goes into that? How long did it take to develop? Well, we've actually developed this many years ago. Mm. Uh, we had the concepts many years ago, about eight, nine years ago, but but then it was smartphones were just coming into the market. Mm. The cloud wasn't even heard of then. <laughs> um, Wi-Fi networks was just popping up here and then. So it, it took a while for the technology to catch up to make this a really feasible product. Yeah, right. Well, good luck with it. MobiRome.com, uh, great little idea. I'll, I'll test it out in a few weeks. And, uh, hey, no, if you're excellent. traveling and you want your mobile number to stay with you but you don't want the, uh, the bill shock, sounds like another good option for you. Good on you, mate. Uh, Excellent. Great to chat. Good luck with it, the product, and uh, hopefully uh, people can use that to, to keep themselves connected while they're overseas. Okay, thanks, Trey. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. There is um, still much of the month to go. Many more prizes to give away. This week is cracker if you're... Um, uh, if, if you're listening on a Wednesday, the, we've got the Nitki Arlo cameras today. Oh, my God, so beautiful. They're awesome. Um, we've got a lawnmower ladder in the week. We've got a laptop from Lenovo. Um, we have some serious prizes, and it's so easy to win. I've got more watches from Casio. I've got more Fitbands from Garmin, um, a speaker from Logitech, Wi-Fi from Netgear. So many cool things still to come, uh, and you can be part of those. Uh, just go. The best way probably is uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Like. That's all you got to do. Um, and if you're smart about Facebook, let me teach you something right now. On the website, not on your mobile. When you go to EFTM online, for example, and you've, you've already clicked like, okay? So there's a little thumb up, like. Click the little arrow next to that pointing down. And then you see get notifications, add to interest lists, unlike, don't do that. But then in your news feed, see first. That is critical. That is the way that you ensure that you always get the feed. You always get the prize competitions. You always get um, to find out what we're giving away. So highly encourage you to get into that. See first will mean that it's always there. You always get every post because not everyone sees every post on a Facebook page. Anyway, lots of great giveaways to come. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. Jump on Twitter at Trevor Long and at EFTM, among others. Uh, lovely to have your company. Um, thank you. And we shall be back again next week because it's what we do. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.